Blog Talk Radio. Confidence is, is very, very huge. 
Most definitely. And remember, you guys, today we're talking about changing your thoughts, therefore changing your life. So if you think confidently, therefore you will begin to act and exude that confidence, and therefore your life's going to change. You're going to be more apt to be able to convince people that you're the right person for the job or you're the right person for whatever their selection is for. So make sure that you are exuding confidence, but you've got to believe it as well. So remember, change your thoughts to change your life. Next, we have beauty. A person saying to themselves, say, for instance, you know, that they are not beautiful, for example, okay, um, they'll begin to believe that eventually and act that way. So, you know, what I, what I encourage is to not even think that. It's, very, it's easier said than done, but if you're constantly giving yourself reinforcement, positive reinforcement and saying, I'm beautiful, God made me this way, and I accept who I am and what I am going to be, and I'm gonna, every day I'm going to strive to be the best person that I can be. And, you know, another thing I'd like to say is beauty is, is not only skin deep. It comes from the inside. Beauty is something that you exude, and it can be you're a beautiful person, you're a beautiful soul, you're a beautiful friend. You're a beautiful human being. There's so many different definitions and meanings to beauty. So look at it as a whole. Look at the bigger picture. Don't look at the the simple, um, small, uh, not good way of looking at what beauty can stand for, and that will help as well. But if you start believing that you're beautiful, therefore you're changing the thought process, you're going to change your life. That is correct, baby. And when you talk about that, what, what is most important and significant in what I'm hearing is your beauty. And there is beauty in every single individual, and you can't base your beauty off of what you're seeing out there, other people's beauty. You have to find that beauty within yourself because it is there. Do not underestimate who you are. God made you the way that he did, and you have to love yourself and see the beauty in yourself in every single that's right. Number three, we have self-love. Now, when we talk about self-love, I'm talking about discouraging thoughts. These thoughts are not good. For example, I don't look good. I'm not as smart as so-and-so or whatever it may be. This is a very important one because Self-love, loving yourself, giving yourself the encouragement, giving yourself the right mindset when you go into any endeavor that you want to do is very, very important. And if you don't love yourself, not that no one else will because they definitely will, but you can't depend on anybody to do that because this is you. This is what God gave you. You have to love yourself. So self-love, very, very big. Very, very big. And next we have empowerment. Self-empowerment, you guys, that's a gift, and it is very easy to obtain. All you have to do is be open to having it. So, you know, people say, well, I, I don't feel empowered. I don't feel this. You can empower yourself. Say, for instance, you have something to do. Like, I have a big task that I have to do this weekend. I'm going to get it done. And the way that I'm going to empower myself to do so is I've got the thing going with my daughter is she needs to do something as well. So what we do is we empower each other. I'm going to do one thing in my group of stuff that I have to get done. She's going to do something in her group of stuff that she has to get done. And then we're going to show each other and we're going to pat each other on the back, so to speak. And that right there empowers us to want to continue. Also, you can tell yourself. So if you if you believe that, it's therefore going to change your life. So make sure you're having self-empowering thoughts, and it will change your life. Right, that is That is empowering right off the bat. That is empowerment just in and of itself, what you said, because the help, encouragement that you can get from somebody else is just it outweighs anything. It can truly, truly help you. So know and do empowering thoughts. Try to do things that will empower you as an individual. Mm-hmm. 
And coming in at number five, we have achievement. Now, when trying to achieve something, you may have a support team, for instance, your wife, husband, sibling. But if you don't, you got to realize that you are on your own. So give yourself positive feedback, and you can achieve whatever it is that you want. If something doesn't work, be positive and resilient, then find another way to do it. But the bottom line is achieve it, and it is definitely something that you can do. And achieving stuff from setting small goals and reaching them individually and seeing those achievements, I don't care what it is, set the goals and achieve them. And it kind of goes along with what my wife says on the show a lot is talking about making lists. And once you make those lists, all of a sudden you see them come to fruition. Next we have reaching goals. Goal setting is a must to stay on track with achieving your desires. Make a list of your goals and begin to tackle them one by one. As my husband said, he kind of prematurely let you guys know, but it means the same thing, you guys. You have to make sure you make that list. And and the way you follow it and the way that you know that you're on track is you mark off, you start off with little ones, make baby goals, then make medium size and so on and so forth. Your bigger goals, they may take a little bit more time, so put them towards the end of the list. So that way, if you're achieving the smaller ones, it will encourage you and inspire you to get to the bigger ones, and it will keep you rolling. One thing that people do is sometimes they they bite off more than they can chew. They put the big ones first, and if they don't achieve it, it gets lackluster or they lose interest in it or they start believing in telling themselves that they can't reach those goals. Remember, change your thoughts, therefore you will change your life. There's books on this. I will make sure that I post it on our page here and on our MySpace. You guys know our MySpace is myspace.com forward slash Jackie and Doug Infinite Love, and I will make sure and put those names of those books on there. There's a whole bunch of them like that, but this title was very, very catchy, and it's something that I think you listeners would love to um, discuss with us and want to hear about, and that is, again, I'll reinforce, change your thoughts and change your life. Yes, it's it's really powerful because when you talk about changing thoughts, for instance, if a child spills milk, there's a couple of different ways you can look at it. You can go, oh, my God, you spilled the milk and get a little bit upset. Or you can look at it as a learning mm-hmm. type of a thing for the child and say, you know, very calmly and explain to them what happened and this and that. And all of a sudden, those changed thoughts help the child, they help you, and it's a positive situation. Also, if a person is running at you and their arms are flailing and they're yelling, you can look at it two ways. If you don't know the person, you might think that they're crazy, but if you know them, then all of a sudden that changes in your mind and you're looking at it as a loving situation. So there's a lot of ways that if you just alter the way that you're looking at something, you can always find the good and positive in it. Oh, most definitely. And you know what, you guys, we could take this conversation and this subject and go for the full hour, but we only have a small segment you know, carved out for it. We do want you to remember, if you change the way that you think, you therefore will change your life, most definitely. I'm going to run through them real quick. I'm not going to go into, you know, the definitions of them, but we are going to tell you kind of what they are. Confidence, beauty, self-love, empowerment, achievement, and reaching goals. And check this out right here. This is a little food for thought. Life is just a mirror, and what you see out there, you must first see inside of yourself. Wally, famous Amos, in 1936, wrote that quote. That is beautiful. Here's one for you. Nothing is really work unless you would rather be doing something else. That's by James Berry. Number three is this. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to a better understanding of ourselves. 
That's by Carl Jung, 1875 through 1861 he lived. And again, I'm going to repeat that quote. Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to a better understanding of ourselves. That man right Mm -hmm. there had power. That's a powerful quote. A man of courage is also full of faith. Marcus Cicero. Oh, yeah, see, now that one is a really, really, really good one, you guys. Have courage. Go out there. Change the way you think and, therefore, change your life. And in Hot Topics today, we have some serious stuff to talk about, some serious things that's in the news, and some warnings. Well, first off, we're going to start with serious warnings because Craigslist murder suspect is in custody. Warning Mm -hmm. to all Craigslist users to be careful, and I repeat, be very careful. Philip Markoff seemed to have a good life. The handsome, clean-cut, 23-year-old medical student was planning a lavish beachfront wedding this summer to his future wife, but authorities say his computer and surveillance video paint a picture of a suspected serial criminal who targeted women offering services on Craigslist. He is accused of killing one and suspected of robbing and tying up another. Police have said there could be more victims. They are not sure yet. This was a brutal, vicious crime, and it shows Philip Markoff is a man who is willing to take advantage of women to hurt mm-hmm. them, to beat them, to rob them, said the district attorney, Daniel Colony. Uh, he pro- yeah, baby, this is a, it, it's crazy because Craigslist is, is something, you know, it's a, a Internet site that allows people to come together. You can sell things. You can communicate a lot of different stuff, and he is really, really taking advantage. Now, the police aren't sure if he was seeking money to pay gambling debts, but uh, Connecticut Casino has confirmed that they are um, giving the police everything that they need to try to help in this. The Boston University second-year medical student appeared in court Tuesday on charges including murder, kidnapping, Mm -hmm. and armed robbery. So we're going to have to follow this case uh, as it continues to play out. But they say, uh, his attorney says, that he is not guilty and has his family's support. Oh, wow. I I just don't even know nothing else to say other than, like my husband said, you guys, please, if you're out there on lists like that, like Craigslist and so on and so forth, please make sure you be careful. Always take people with you if you are going to go and sell something and go to a public place. You don't have to meet these people in anywhere private and try to make it before 5 o'clock. Usually in most cities right now, it is daylight still. Make sure it's in the daytime, preferably the morning even. And you're in a very busy, well-populated with other people, you know, spot. I even would recommend maybe you meet these people if you're selling something on Craigslist near a police station or in front of the police station or even in the police parking lot just to make sure that you're ensuring your safety because that is something that's very dangerous. You know, that's a, that is a pretty good idea, actually. I would say I, I've never thought of that one, but meeting a police station would be kind of something that you would have to check out. Now, also, we have Freddie Mac, top exec officer, found dead of apparent suicide. David Killerman, the chief financial officer of Freddie Mac, is dead in an apparent suicide as the giant U.S. mortgage lender is being investigated over its accounting and disclosure methods. Keith Killerman is thought to have been found at his 
suburban Washington home by his wife who told local media that he committed suicide. Police say only that the death is under active investigation, so we don't know yet. Mr. Killerman was appointed acting chief financial officer of Freddie Mac when the lender was taken into uh, over by the U.S. government last September. The 41-year-old has spent 16 years at the company, previously working as its corporate controller and principal accounting officer. Freddie Mac revealed last month that it was being investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Virginia and had been subpoenaed for documents related to accounting, disclosure, and corporate governance back in September of last year. So this is a case also that we're going to have to keep our eye on because Freddie Mac is big in lending and uh, seems to have some problems. Oh, most definitely, you guys. And guess what? Check it out. There is an astronaut. He declares that we are not alone on this planet. And you guys know from listening to the show prior, I believe in UFOs. I'm not even going to pretend. And I believe that they're out there. And he is saying he was with NASA for 13 years, 14 years, actually. It's Apollo 14-year astronaut Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man ever to walk on the moon, has a message for all citizens on Earth. We are not alone. We are being visited, the 79-year-old grandfatherly space Far told 100 or so UFO logicists. He was there. He knows. He was the man that walked the longest on the moon. And he's, you know, pretty much sharing his story. So we're following this. It's some exciting stuff going on. We got phones ringing. We got the other lines all blocked. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> we're going to jump right on into fashion. And guess what we got for you guys today? We got some fashion tips for you. We got Color Girl 100% organic T-shirts and accessories if you want that sexy, high fashion yet comfy look. And the feeling is just awesome. We did a photo shoot on it about a week ago, and the models was loving it. They were saying it just felt so good on their skin. It felt like they didn't even have a shirt on. So everybody out there that wants some hot T-shirts and you're female, check it out. It's coming out May 9th. That is correct. <laughs> well, also, we have polos in any color. I'm talking lime, sky blue, pink. Men, don't avoid the pink because it's beautiful, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it's always, always a good look. Check out the polos. doesn't have to be Ralph Lauren, but uh, I do love Ralph Lauren polos, so check them out, polos, any color. Oh, most definitely. And you guys know you can call us and jump on live at 347-215-8305. I'm looking at the call lines, and they are all blocked, so if you get a busy signal, just check it out and listen to it through your computer or on your phone, and just keep trying, and you'll get through. Next, we got scarves. Yes, that's right. They have a look and feel of high fashion, yet they're really comfortable, and they're down to earth. In our fashion tip for this week, I say, ladies, grab your scarves. It is springtime, and you can jazz up any outfit. If you're like me and you like sweats and tennis shoes and a T-shirt, more comfy when you're out doing errands and stuff, you can still throw a scarf on if you want to. I wouldn't personally unless it's on my head. But, um, yeah, for women that want to wear the little flats and the jeans and the sandals and that whole look, you got to add that little accessory. So add a scarf. No question. I'm going to keep it spring quiet as it's kept, and I'm talking spring nights. So for the spring nights, what I'm going to suggest is a sweater. That's right, either vest, crew neck, v-neck, or cardigan. Just make sure, though, that they do not itch because nothing is worse than an itchy sweater. Try to find something that's real nice and soft, lightweight preferably, because as the spring <laughs> keeps on settling in, it's not going to be warm because it's not summer, but... You want to keep the chill off, so get a light sweater. That's right. You hear that? It is not summer yet, but it's getting ready to be in Seattle. You know what? It might even be winter in the middle of summer. Who knows? But we love it, though. We love it here. This is our hometown. We're going to jump right on down into love and romance. And uh, 
Hey, everybody, <laughs> got something very sweet to share with you today. My lovely wife, of course, will do the honors first. I will. I'll do the honors first. Okay, you guys, I'm going to share with you guys this poem. It is titled Chocolate, okay, Deliciously Scrumptious, Ooh, An Anxious Longing for Yet Another Bite. Oh, Mama, it's not only lip-smacking, commonly perverting, chocolate is sinful. Please pass a handful. The Aztecas and Mayans adored their cocoums. Just imagine them people finger-licking. KFC comes in second as chocolate is decadent. Sweet tooth or not, cold or hot, who resists? Coca and sugar, bliss. Easter egg drips onto some firm hips, who cares? After binge days, Cadbury's many bars outnumbered the stars in the night sky. Dare ask the question why? Ooh, that was beautiful, honey. Now, that was hot. Yes, you, you got my juices flowing, so I got something for you. I'm going to okay. dig up. Hold on in my papers here. Um, okay. Okay, here, I, I got one for you. So here we go. called flirting. I'm going to stay along your line. What's it called, baby? Nice. It, it's called flirting. Okay. Ten seconds in her presence, and my reasoning retired. Even though the lady kept her distance, our spirits were definitely wired. Her influential strides and opulent smiles spiced a dull conversation and gave it momentum. Her enticing lips harassed my mellow thoughts as she cheekily applied makeup. My stares were embarrassed getting caught, and I looked away. Her Uh-oh. tongue curled as each <laughs> phrase found me its captive audience. My wrists attempted to wave and failed. Her smile crushed my knees, victims of weight. unknown my being was screaming please don't leave <laughs> here alone her stumbling gaze penetrated giving an ounce of pleasure i was temporarily sedated but preferred to be of course wide awake oh my goodness you right okay you guys see he got it he got he he beat me you guys we were trying to share some sensual poetry with you and we did that and guess what we only have time for one question our show is moving along pretty quickly today so we only got one from our listeners that we can do and here we go okay the question <laughs> uh well we're just going with one so i'm going to say number one but it said Doug and Jackie can you give us three things each now that you and i that really attract you to the other. Oh my god, you want me to go first? Okay, uh, you guys, I got 6. I I I couldn't just go with 3, so I got 6. And this is from Jay in um Jay and Kim from Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh wow, that's how. Awesome. Okay. The six things that attract me to Doug, and I'm going to go kind of fast cuz I I just I they I know what they are. I feel them. I I mean the vibe is there. His eyes, his scent, his heart, his body, his voice. his brain. Oh, I got seven and his um <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and fuse a <laughs> crazy child. Okay, I I came up with three. First is my wife's love. Oh. Love and not all around love is what I'm talking oh. about people. You'll understand something. Beauty inside and out. Of course, everyone you see the outer beauty, but the inside beauty also stands prominent. And third is one that probably most people wouldn't say but commitment. Mm-hmm. It's very very attractive and commitment is very powerful with my wife. So love, beauty and commitment. 
Oh, thank you, honey. And you guys know what? I ain't even jealous that he didn't say I was fine and I smell good and I love him right. None of that. I ain't even tripping because I know. (laughs) See, remember we talked earlier in the show about changing your thoughts, therefore you change your life. That's what this show is about. And I changed my thoughts just now, so I'm able to accept that. And I love you for that, baby. But guess what? It's time. It's time for that special um, segment that we like to do in the show. So guess what? I'm going to let you come in on this. Oh, that's sick right there. When you bring it home like that, you don't know what's happening. But you know it's that time of the year. It's the NBA playoffs. It's the NFL draft. We got underclassmen declaring for the draft. But you know what? I'm going to jump into the NFL before I even go NBA whistle. Are, are you with me first and foremost? Let me check my lines. Uh, I'm right here. <laughs> There it is, Wizzle. Well, the NFL draft is taking place today as we speak. But you know what? I'm just going to talk top ten with you because, uh, you know, they got like 900 rounds of the NFL draft. But uh, Matt Stafford, number one, Detroit. Hey, Webb, you got a new quarterback, buddy. What would you think about that, Wizzle? Uh-oh. Um, obviously, first and foremost, I'm happy for Mr. Stanford. Uh He was in New York just walking around. A lot of people probably didn't know when he got the call that uh, that they made a deal, and uh, he got $40 million for it. So he's a, a wealthy man, and, and I'm obviously happy for him. But I do think for the, uh, the resurrection of their franchise that they should have made a play for Mr. Matt not Matt Stafford, uh, Mr. Garcia uh, down in uh, in Sanchez down, I'm sorry, Sanchez down in SC. I think that he has the qualities uh, in terms of leadership. Uh, we're talking about rebuilding from uh, the ground up, and you certainly need a guy who's who's has the self-values and, and, the, and the, the type of temperament that you need to be patient and to, to, and to be a great leader aside from uh, on the field. So I, I do think that they made a good choice. I just think they could have made a better one with picking one Mr. Sanchez. I, I totally agree with you. Number two was Jason Smith, uh, offensive tackle, went to St. Louis. Tyson Jackson, Kansas City defensive end. Aaron Curry uh, is coming right here to Seattle, outside linebacker. We're going to crush some people with him. But Mark Sanchez Wizzle, and this is an interesting pick, he goes to the New York Jets, and I just went jaw drop because that is exactly what they need. Sanchez, I think, is going to be fantastic for the Jets, and the people there are going to love him. How do you see him fitting in in New York? Well, now there's another uh, conflicting uh, story that says that they're obviously uh, looking at trading him to the Browns for uh, Braylon Edwards. So uh, uh, we got to kind of stay tuned to what's happened. I know it's kind of hard. Everything's working. There's a bunch of deals going on and whatnot. But I do think that uh, they're trying to move him. So um, we got to stay tuned with that. And I, I do think that they could, they could use Mr. Sanchez. But, again, you can't blame teams right now in terms of paying a, a number one pick or their first pick, that type of money, in, in terms of not being a proven uh, commodity. So uh, uh, every, all the teams are trying to jockey for positions, but uh, obviously the Jets have put themselves in position to, uh, to make a lot of noise this upcoming season. Wizzo, I have also Mr. Andre Smith, offensive tackle. Now, mind you that not since 1985 have so many offensive tackles been taken early in the draft. Uh, 
a surprise, Darius Hayward Vey, wide receiver, going to Oakland, Eugene Monroe, offensive tackle, Jacksonville, B.J. Raji, Green Bay, big man, doing big things as a defensive tackle. But uh, my surprise, Wizzle, and I think this could really end up doing some powerful things for San Francisco, was Mr. Michael Crabtree. He makes it all the way down to number 10. Now, he was a guy who some people even considered maybe taking number one. Uh, do, do you think this is something that uh, will really work for him as Michael Singletary is more of a disciplinarian, and it sounds like that's maybe what he needs? Um, obviously, that's something that can help uh, anyone's game in terms of their professionalism, their way they uh, conduct themselves uh, as a pro and as an athlete. Uh, I do think that that is a great pickup uh, on a lot of people's charts. Mr. Crabtree was obviously uh, the, the first uh, uh, best player in terms of skill-wise and, and looking at the projected uh, longevity in the league. So i got to give a lot of credit to Frisco. I'm kind of hating because they're in the same league as those Hawks. Uh, but, hey, they get a little bit better, and they're still, hey, I, I really think they're waiting around for Michael Vick, and that can really, really be a dangerous situation when we're talking about the 49ers. Ooh-wee, I'm, we're going to have to stay tuned to that one, no question. Well, everybody, ESPN, tune in. The 2009 NFL Draft is going on. There's, like I said, 9 million and 55 rounds in the NFL Draft, so your player is now, going into the NBA, Wizzle, Western and Eastern Conferences, of course, you got those Houston Rockets and the Portland Trail Blazers in a battle. 2-1 Houston is ahead. First game, you got a blowout by Houston. Uh, Roy scores 42 in the second game. Blazers win. And then a close home playoff win. And, and uh, Houston blows a big league but comes back to win the game. Uh, do you still see that series as Houston? Because I believe that was your pick. Um, I still see the series as Houston, and, and on a sad note, I'd like to uh, send my condolences out to one Mr. Uh, Mutombo. I, I, it was kind of heart-wrenching to watch him go down the way he did, but for a, 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 a monument that the NBA has had for so many years, uh, and I think he went out the, the only way that he could have, which would be playing defense and trying to get another stop. Uh, I do think that with, will hurt him in the next round because you definitely need someone to back up Yao. But uh, I do think they're experienced. Um, they have a, a core that is really, really hungry, and I think that they just have a little bit more right now. It's not a knock against Portland. I just think that Brandon Roy needs to embrace more his position of, of a superstar. Sometimes you got to go for 40, 50 points, and that's been the trend. Uh, you look at Tony Parker, you look at Chris Paul, Chauncey Billups, uh, obviously LeBron James and what players have been able to do in terms of willing their team to a win. So uh, I do think that Houston moves on. It's not a knock against Portland again. I just think that experience plays off and who's the most hungry right now. Well, also in uh, Texas, we got Dallas and San Antonio. Dallas is up three games to one with Dallas uh, has really taken over this series today, winning 99-90. Do you see them closing it out in five? I see them going ahead and, and closing it out. Uh, obviously, um, it's a huge blow to San Antonio to lose Manu Ginobili. And well, not only do you lose Ginobili, but you, you, you lose his youth and that uh, the the the, the the effort and the way that a guy plays with reckless abandon out there, they really don't have anybody else that can replace him. And I don't think there's another type of player that 
you could have to replace him in the league right now in terms of what he plays, the way he attacks. Um, and it, it does hurt him really it, it does tremendously, and and it it obviously it shows their age because there's no one else who could take up the reins. And on the other side of that coin, you got Dallas. They've been going back and forth and trying to discover who's the best team in Houston for years. So uh, uh, Dallas and San Antonio is they know each other so well that it's no mystery. And I look for Dallas to go ahead and try to handle the business. I, I agree with you. I think Dallas can really uh, put a hurting on them right now. They got them down, of course. Uh, injuries have, have plagued them and age. And uh, Dallas 4-1, I think, may be how it goes. Now, uh, earlier today, the Denver Nuggets had a chance to really put the clamps on New Orleans. And, hey, they weren't able to do it. Now you got a series. Uh, Denver 2-1, but New Orleans comes through today. And, uh, you know, looking at, at the way that New Orleans is playing, uh, I really think they're at a critical point because obviously now they see that they can win. But are the guys going to step up and take the shots? Because, Wizzo, there were four or five times today where the 24-shot clock violation was called because no one would shoot the ball. And Denver is really just taking the ball out of Paul's hands and daring someone else to shoot the ball. So uh, what do you see happening there? You know, it, it really, really, uh, again, it doesn't look well uh, uh, for New Orleans. In terms of uh, what you're talking about, you got to have people out there that you can defer to to carry the team when I'm not able to or if they're willing to defer uh, a couple defense, defenders towards me and, and pretty much uh, try to X me out of possessions. Um, Chris Ball is obviously one of the most deadly players in the game, but can he carry you? And, and, and get your team uh, 40, 50 points a night. He's not that type of player. He's a, a lot more uh, basics-based. And I, I just think that they need a, another extra punch right now. And, and it, it, obviously it doesn't look well. It, it does mean something to get the win. It, it's certainly a confidence booster. But at the end of the day, you got to have guys who can put it in the hole. And, and you just look up and down, and they just, they just don't have it. It just really looks like Denver is a better team. They're more suited to move on. And the experience factor, obviously, is huge. you got uh, Chauncey Billings with at the reins playing pretty well, and I think that they will bounce back and, and, and try to handle their business as well. That's going to be a very interesting series, no question. I, I got Denver moving on now. Los Angeles had the opportunity also to go up three games. Utah with no or Kerr, uh, that without Mimic, I you know, obviously you don't think that they have a chance. But to be honest with you, L.A. has blown a couple really large leads. Both uh, of all the games except for the one in Utah, the first score was 113 to 100. Right here, right here. 109 and Utah finally uh, won 88 to 86. And when you got a game in the 80s and you got a big lead and you can't pull it off, you're going to have to kind of question their defense because uh, Los Angeles is letting those guys score at least 100 points even on the road at their own place. So, uh, are you seeing the chink in the armor in the Lakers here? You know, uh, the Lakers have always been their own Achilles heel. They uh, have times where they look like obviously one of the best teams in the world or uh, through recent uh, memory. And then they have these lapses where they don't share the ball and it really, really takes them away from their strength. And I, why they play that way, um, maybe it's complacency or knowing that you have an extra level or two or a gear or two that you can kick it in. 
but uh, that's something that really, really hurts the team uh, in terms of being consistent. You want to play at one level and all the time. And uh, Kobe Bryant is certainly a fabulous player. He's been playing great basketball, but you just got to do the right things that helps you to allow you to get to the, the to where you are, to post the numbers you did for the regular season. Um, obviously, rebounding. And, and attacking the glass, those type of things. The bench players come in. Everybody has to kind of uh, uh, to snap into their role and it, it do what, what it's supposed to do for the team, if you will. And it doesn't seem like they play consistent, and those are the type of times where you allow a good team like Utah to get in and get a win. But the big thing is that you allow them to gain confidence, which is, you know, hey, we're talking about professionals. You don't want anybody more uh, confident than they can be. That is totally correct. In Utah, they have some crazy fans. They are going to be going nuts tomorrow. Everybody check it out. Lakers in Utah, this should be an interesting, interesting series. Actually, I believe, Whistle, that game is tonight, actually. So uh, everybody check it out. Los Angeles, Utah should be a humdinger. Eastern Conference, Philly and Orlando. Uh, we both pick Orlando in this one, and uh, I'm not sure because I'm seeing a trend here, Whistle, that I'm not liking. Dwight Howard, game one, 30 points lost. Dwight Howard fouls out, win. Dwight Howard, 30 points plus lost. And Philly is just playing harder, it looks like, and nobody for Orlando is stepping up. Do you see that this could be a pull-off here? Philly could get out of the first round? You know what? I think this series could potentially go to seven. I do think Orlando will learn from it. I do expect him to move on. I just think that, you know, aside from the players being accountable, it's got to be coaching, too. And you got a guy, uh, Dwight Howard's performance uh, they, they in the loss, 35 points, 11 rebounds, and he's 12 of 16 from the court. And the player on my little league team is 12 out of 16. He gets the ball every time. I'm going through it. And it doesn't matter about Hacker, Shaq, Hacker, Dwight, or anything during those times in the game. you got to do what's right for the team, play a certain way. And obviously it's showing inconsistencies with the way that they play in terms of what they expect out of Rashard Lewis and what they expect out of Hedu. And, you know what I mean, it's, just, it's really it's just amazing to see, like, little things that can hurt a team. you got a player who's so dominant out there, and yet you got these these other guys who can't seem to incorporate him in what he does. And, you know, he plays second fiddle to everyone on your team, which just isn't right. And I think this has a lot to do with coaching and their philosophy down there. I do think they'll get it right, but that ultimately will hurt him in the second round. I totally agree with you. I feel that they haven't figured out how to use Mr. Howard. Obviously, you have to go through him, but there should be so much cutting, so much movement after he gets the ball. Guys are finding themselves wide open at the three-point line where Mr. Turkaloo can really excel, even though that he has a a hurt ankle. Rashard Lewis could excel because those guys are set shooters. They love to get it. And uh, – my last question is skip to my Lou. Everyone was saying that he was really going to come in there and make some big things. And, and looking at it, Whistle, I, I think that he really needs to push the ball a lot more up the court and try to get some things in transition because they're walking it up the court, they're giving it to Dwight, and it's so, so methodical that, like you said, coaching is paramount at this time. Looking 
at Atlanta versus Miami, 1-1 tied up. And the key to this series, Wizzle, and it's going on now on TNT, is I think Jermaine O'Neal. If he can have any type of resemblance of the old Jermaine O'Neal, Miami could really give Atlanta uh, something to to think about. I picked Miami, but uh, what do you got here? 1-1 right now. You know, this is obviously huge. Jermaine O'Neal is an X factor. Um, you know, if you get you, the, the trades that are now, we're talking about when they're trading players in the later stages of their career, is because obviously one team believes in you and one team gives up on you. Let's be honest with ourselves. And uh, for Toronto to give up on him and to, to, to recruit new legs in terms of getting Sean Marion, this is your, your chance to resurrect yourself and your career. And I don't know what he's doing down there with the strength coordinators and the trainers and whatnot, but this is an excellent opportunity to take advantage of one of the best players that obviously he's played with, period, in 10 years plus of being in the NBA. So he needs to put himself in a better situation uh, to take advantage of it and, and to, to take advantage of the luck that's going to come with it. Um, I do think they got a great chance. I think that Dwayne Wade is a natural leader. And he's a guy that plays off of will. And, you know, he, he leads by example. He doesn't really, isn't boisterous, but his actions speak so much. He plays defense. He does everything you need to do. And I just think that, again, it's a little bit to do with philosophy. they got a young coach. But, then uh, again, you got to put, put a guy in a position to sink or swim. And I think they need to do that more with him rather than hope he can uh, convert on a, a situation or a possession. Think or swim, Jermaine. you got to go ahead and swim, baby. There it is. Boston versus Chicago. Now, this is when I picked Chicago. Boston has come back. They've won two games. I think they were listening to the telecast. And uh, I really look at this. Uh, first game, obviously, 105-103 overtime. Chicago wins 118-115. Uh, these are big numbers. Boston wins, and then obviously the other night, 107 to 86, the first time that uh, really anybody got going and you got a blowout. Rondo got his game, and uh, maybe they're trying to or they're starting to find a way to play in the playoffs without Kevin Garnett because they still have some pieces that could definitely get them past Chicago. Uh, do, do you see that happening with Boston kind of figuring it out right now? Oh, without a doubt, definitely. Uh, they obviously got the experience on their side. They got the, not only experience uh, personnel-wise, but coaching-wise, coaching staff, and as an organization. Um, it's really a, a tall climb for Chicago right now because they let the first game get away at home. And that's, I, you know, hey, if you went to handle business, you win the first game in Boston, Boston, you expect them to retaliate. But the series always begins once a team steals one at the other team's court. And so now we got an even series, and, and considering all the experience and the intangibles that I just named, looking for Boston to show up big and to, and to play with a little bit more resentment, to treat young guys like young guys, and they go out and take I look for Boston to move on. That's right. And, ladies and gentlemen, you can also join us anytime, 347-215-8305. This is Infinite Love Talk Radio. Doug and Jackie Christie, we're your hosts. we got the Whistle live with us talking NBA basketball, football. We're going to get into some underclassmen here in a second. But last but not least, Eastern Conference, we got 
we're going to save the best for last, Wizzle, because I'm going to call them that. Because uh, think about this. Cleveland is up 3-0 on a Detroit team that has went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Granted, this isn't the same Detroit team. But what impressed me about Cleveland, and listen to these scores, is 102-84 game one, 94-82 game two. And Cleveland was in the 80s, and uh, Detroit was in the 60s. And whether it is up-tempo, scoring and running, or slowing it down, it doesn't matter. They seem to be able to grind the game out in those those other guys, those the, the people that you don't think about all the time are able to step up right now, make shots, Delonte mm-hmm. West. Uh, th- this is big time, and I think that Cleveland is really poised. I don't know if they'll make it, but they are definitely poised. What do you think about this series? I do think that is a, a testament to their growth and obviously to the coaching and the philosophy that the, all of the personnel have bought into. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, to, to – surpass all your records as a franchise is a big slap on the back, but to have the best record in the NBA is another big slap on the back, especially coming from the East when you talk about uh, the type of talent that's out in the East and in the West and the type of talent that's uh, running amok out here. So uh, i got to give a lot of credit to what they got going down. It seems like the coach and the head uh, and, and their top star in terms of LeBron is on the same page, and their philosophy has been rubbed off on everybody, and everybody's accountable and hungry when they come off the bench. Uh, so uh, I think they're poised to meet at the finals, and it might be a long stretch because there's obviously a lot more basketball to go. But uh, I, I do think they're the team that has a goal ultimately to get to the finals, and I don't think they'll stop until they get there. No question about it. Keep your eye on the Cleveland Cavaliers. A sweep of the Detroit Pistons would definitely be very impressive. On top of that, it will get you some well-deserved rest because uh, not everybody's young anymore. And speaking of young men, NBA underclassmen, North Carolina gets rid of two, Wayne Ellington and Ty Lawson. Also, Davidson uh, guard Stephen Curry, 26 point, 28.6 points a game this year. All those guys declared for the draft. Wizzle, do you see any of those guys being instant impact guys? Um, and I, Just my personal opinion, I really, really like uh, a lot of the players coming out, but I, I just got something that with a guy who can just naturally score, who has a, a relationship with a bucket and who's, who's you know, not afraid to go out there. And I'm with that being said, I like Stephen Curry. I like his game. Uh, will he have to, to step it up in terms of uh, uh, being assigned a position? you got to be a point guard now, brother. So you got to handle the ball and set the court for your team. I do think that he could do that. Um, I, I, that's part of the easy challenge for him. But the intangible is, is the fact you got a guy who knows, has a, a, a really, really weird relationship with any bucket. Uh, we led the nation in scoring this year, and we're talking about uh, him being the main go-to guy on his team and the main focal point of the other Stephen Curry and what he brings in, in terms of the, of the NBA. And it's just a lost art of making a jump shot and not making all threes. How about just making buckets, knowing how to move without the ball and, and, and all the intangibles. I really like uh, Mr. Curry, and I think he's a little bit better than his dad. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to see no question about it. Stephon Curry, 
to the right team whistle, I agree with you. He's going to be knocking down some jump shots. So everybody stay, stay tuned. Underclassmen are declaring NBA draft will be coming soon. NFL draft is going on as we speak as well as the NF, uh, NBA playoff whistle. As always, enjoy your uh, insight into the world of sports. Until next week. Right Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm right here, man. I'm, I'm with uh, Tabasco, some skins, and a 40. I'm out. Deuces. Hey, everybody. You, I see the call lines is lit up. You go ahead and jump right in the conversation. If you wanted to talk with the Wiz, he is out. He's in uh, Washington enjoying some Tabasco sauce and skins, pork rinds, that is. And we're right here on Infinite Love Talk Radio. You know today's show is about changing your thoughts to change your life. You can think beautiful about yourself, sexy about yourself, bad about yourself, but whatever you want to think, make sure that it's positive because you can change your life for the better and become a positive person by doing so. Wouldn't you say that? I would say that positive thoughts are where it is at. And if you can keep your mind positive, you are going to make some really, really good things happen. And that goes from, as we said, confidence to Mm -hmm. your beauty, uh, positive thoughts about loving yourself, uh, empowering thoughts. Uh, achieving things, reaching your goals, but being positive more than anything is where it's at for self-talk. Most definitely. And you guys, you know we have guests all the time on this show. Wonderful live guests will be joining us, so stay tuned. You know, in the future for all our shows, we're on every Saturday at 5 o'clock right here, Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk. we got a huge fan base. If you want to go into the chat room and share some of the things that you got going on, make sure you go in there and type that in during the show. Email us, call us, whatever. Our show will be going live and to television soon, sometime in 2009, so make sure you're keeping your eyes and ears open for that as well. I got a couple of emails from people saying, would you guys do a little bit more in love and romance? Because, you know, that's what our show started out being was a love and romance type of show, and we added sports and fashion and beauty and hot topics and all kinds of great stuff to it and, you know, guest interviews and celebrity interviews. Well, you know, if you really, really want my opinion about love and romance and about um, how to keep your relationship tight and my husband's opinion, we'll share a little with, with you today, but then we got to go because our show is running behind. So, honey, what, what do you have for our listeners that really want to have some kind of um, tips and ideas on how to keep their relationship strong? You know, it, it, it's very basic. And any, anything that's extraordinary, what mm-hmm. happens is the basics are done so well. That's and right. that's where you win at is with your basics, whether that's in anything that you do. So first and foremost is respect, and that goes self-respect and respecting your mate. Commitment to your relationship is very, very big. You've got to commit to it through the ups, downs, goods, bads, everything. And then last but not least, I'm just giving you three because there are many more, but these are all (laughs) powerful, and that is communication. Speak to your mate uh, verbally. Speak to your mate as much as you can, and make sure that you're loving that person. That's right. And when my husband says communication, he's not just talking about, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How you doing today? What was your day like? We're talking about communicate. Dig down in your soul. Talk about things that you're thinking about when you're laying in bed at night, staring at the ceiling in the dark, and you really want to get this off your chest, but you really don't know how, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I really want to talk to this person about it. You love them. They love you. You guys are committed to your relationship, whether it be marriage, just boyfriend and girlfriend, dating, 
fiance, whatever it is, you are in a relationship and you owe it to each other. You will find that you can be best friends. And if you communicate all those issues that you have and all those thoughts that you're, you're working through by yourself, you're made of more than willing, hopefully, to work through them with you. And if you communicate without confrontation, because a lot of people don't like to be confronted with things, they like to be talked to, then you guys will definitely be able to work through any situation. We've been married over a decade now, and my husband is my best friend. Now, we don't pretend that everything is perfect at all times in any relationship with anyone, but we can tell you that what we have is solid, it's real, and that's why I think a lot of people are asking, you know, how do you guys do it, especially in this day and age when, you know, breaking up and divorcing and all that, it, it's easy, everyone's doing it, but we're not doing it, we're different, you know, we're an exception to the rule. We've decided to be committed to each other and our family, and it's the best thing ever, you guys, and we call it infinite love, and we want you to have that, so make sure that in any relationship you're in, whether it be with your best friend, your buddy, you're only on the third for a limited time. Make sure you're using that time, you're appreciating that time, and you're getting the best out of it because one day that person's not going to be there, and it is the worst feeling in the world to not be able to tell them you love them, you care for them, and you communicate with them. That is right, and you know, more than anything, be strong. When I say strong, I don't mean weightlifting strong, but you can do that too. Take care of yourself, but be strong Mm -hmm. in your faith, be strong in courage to do the right thing, and be strong in the love that you share for each other. And that strength in those three things will carry you, carry you, carry you. Oh, most definitely. And we could talk to you guys forever. We want to share a song with you before we say goodbye. And I'm going to say my um, what I tell you guys every time. Take care, be good to each other and everybody. And we'll see you next week, 5 o'clock on Saturday. We might be anywhere in this world, but our radio show will be right here on Blog Talk. So you make sure you tune in, okay? And uh, peace. Respect. Get it on. Get